Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. You can send your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. And I want you to know that we do take your prayer requests seriously before the Lord. And we love to hear from you. So please keep sending them. You can find the Warren Radio on Sayscape, Telegram, USA.life, MeWe, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, Pure Social, and Gab Social. You can also listen to our shows through the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. You can also go to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com to download and listen to the shows. Be sure to catch the latest articles by The Watchman. And this week we feature America, Shadow of Misdirection. In America, we find the shadow of misdirection has been pushed to take your attention from the real issue at hand. Prophecy Shaking Nations The shaking of nations, men with their own agendas, from a movement of rebellion to, to, to seduce the world, it is the action prophecy shaking nations which will be the final word on all things. And Destiny's Prophetic Progress in America is an ongoing battle against the monster which pursues its goals of devouring every vestige of this nation. For years, this nation has been on a cataclysmic cataclysmic, sorry, course of a scale that would make the nation shudder. And you can go to warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com to read the latest articles and please download them and pass them around to your friends and we thank you for doing that. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. 
even though we still have tons of snow out there, at least we can get the cars around town now. Yeah, well, it looks a lot better than it did yesterday, oh, that's for man. sure. Oh, man. It was awful. Up front, we're in Kenya talking about the violence and intimidation. Now, you know, in all the years we've been doing this, I do remember of another uh, situation. Now, this one has to do with the leader of a mosque. And uh, that is the imam, in case you're wondering. And uh, I've known of one other specific, maybe two, specific examples of imams coming to the Lord. Or, or concerning these things. But specifically, I have, you know, we have covered those. Now, the one today, the leader didn't come to the Lord, but his wife. And this was in western Uganda. And uh, she put her faith in Christ. Now, there is so much difference, you know, Tara, when, uh, Tower, when we see um, these people coming to the Lord. I mean, here she is in the mosque all the time with the imam. But she ends up coming to the Lord. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, and... and you think about it. Now, the imam got mad, so he sent men to go rape the female relatives of the church pastor. And so uh, they came two days after um, the imam learned of the conversion of his wife. Well, the wife had been told... Um, that they needed, that she needed to escape. She told uh, Morning Star News, and this is, and, and I do recommend, if, if you're looking for it, go to morningstarnews.org, and they do a lot of these kind of articles. And uh, we like to let you know uh, what some of this is, but uh, uh, do visit them, check them out. But... Uh, so the imam questioned her. Of course, is she going to... She just refused to answer. That, that was probably the best way to do. Yeah. Because if she would have told him, he would have killed her. Immediately. Yeah. And so uh, soon a Christian neighbor told me that my husband was out to kill me. So I need to escape. And uh, that same day, she took the kids and escaped and the church received him and uh, it's kind of interesting that a stranger showed up in their church and they were really leery about it now you know in America we don't you don't have these issues. Strangers right. show show up and we just think they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But the thing of it is, you get over there, if you have a stranger that, and these are small communities. So if you have somebody new, you know that the imam sent someone. You, you know. And especially, so at any rate, they cornered him 
and uh, he uh, confessed, he pleaded for mercy. He had been sent on a mission by the imam to afflict suffering on the Christians. And uh, and so he said he went there to find out where uh, the imam, wife, and children. But, uh, you know, the thing of it is, the imam went ahead and paid 3 million Ugandan shillings, which is $815. Now, that's actually a lot of money. Yeah. And 13 teenage Muslims were to attack the church. And... Uh, One of the girls said that when they were surrounded before being raped, she heard one of the rapists say, please do not harm them. We were sent only to bring embarrassment and a warning. And so... Yeah, that's terrible that they're even involved in those kind of activities well, you know, towards the Christians. Well, you know, they do all kinds of things. You know, it's dangerous on the front lines. It is. And so the imam gave him a couple of weeks, and uh, so the pastor continues to get uh, threats, you know, and you know you do that, and not just at Uganda, you, you know, you look at all of Africa. You have Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda, the Fulani, even a segment of ISIS, you know. And there's been a lot of Christians killed in Africa. And there's been a lot of wars going on, a lot of things happening. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, if you're playing church in America, or even if you're serious, the chances of you getting killed or murdered or raped for your faith in America is pretty slim. Yeah. Well, you know, on this Uganda, their uh, Uganda's constitution and other laws provide for religious freedom, including the right to propagate one's faith and convert from one faith to another. And, you know, this is surprising to me that Muslims make up no more than 12 percent of Uganda's population. I thought the percentage would be a lot higher. Well, you know, but there's high concentrations in eastern areas. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is you know, you're right there on that on that borderline when you're dealing with this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that the spirit of God deals with people. You know, if He finds an imam's wife that is interested and her heart is open. Uh, the Spirit of God will draw that woman to himself. That's right. I mean, we we see this all the time. Christians getting in trouble. And, you know, uh, and the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, they're not forcing anybody. They're, <laughs> they're just sharing the Word of God and what God will do. And the Spirit of God confirms the witness. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I'm laughing because it's it's really a simple process. We make it so hard. But, uh, you know, I mean, we've seen this. When you are in on the front lines, 
people are either going to receive it or they're not. But a lot of these people do a lot of praying, a lot of fasting. They and, do. And I think you have to. Yeah. And so it it's a dangerous thing. So at any rate, pray for the brethren over in Uganda. Yes, please. And, uh, you know, one of the things, the Joshua Project, net we, we like to bring them up because they're a ministry that track unreached peoples now the two words of who this uh, this group is uh, I'm going to tell you what they're known as chassa or chassis C-H-A-S-I this is in West Bengal and surrounding states and uh, there's there's a number of different names they go by. And uh, one of the names they go by is Sad uh, Sad Gop. Looks like Sad G O P is what it looks like. <laughs> you know, well the the, the G O P may be sad, but this isn't had nothing to do with these guys because it's. There's, those are two Sanskrit words, meaning sad means good, and G-O-P means milkman. Good milkman. Huh. Isn't that funny? That is. And they're <clears throat> believed to be descendants of the Lord Krishna. Now, that's one of the things that I'm glad we're doing this, because, you know, Krishna is really, really popular in a lot of areas. And especially in the colleges. Yeah, in America, you know. And... There's a lot of them, and, and let's see, what what city do they, it was a big city, and uh, um, I don't know, you know, Missing 411 was yeah. talking about it. I don't know, I think it's someplace in India. I think it's India. Los Angeles. It's well, Los, it's Los Angeles, but. But he went to, uh, his son went to. Uh, India, I India. Think. A lot of them do, you know. I mean, the Beatles went to India. <coughs> but marriages are negotiated, which is kind of common, you know, when you get into some of these areas. Monogamy. Married women have a significant role to play in rituals. Women worship the goddess Lakshmi. And they're, they're pretty good at floor painting. You know, a lot of these tribes go way, way back. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you talk about pa painting, that, that is something that man does. You know, you can go back to ancient tribes, and they paint on the walls, and we still have records of what they've painted. Yeah. You know, and so it's an amazing. Uh, so this is a group of people that have never, you know, you know, they're unreached. And we talk about... You know, this gospel will be preached in all the world for a witness, for a witness, it says, and then the end shall come. And so this gospel has to go out. And uh, ministries like the Joshua Project actually track that progress. They, they tell you about the people groups and, and all the related issues to it. And, it. and it's interesting to know because no matter what happens in America, no matter how dipwit and divided and nuts some of these people are in this country, and I believe me, you know, 
lately I've been looking through some of our our social feeds, uh-huh. and it's like we have a new title, Nuts Are Us, you know, two-for-one sale. You know, I mean, we are nuttier than a fruitcake. And, and we get up there, you know, and you, you can just see a consortium of people that haven't the foggiest idea how to run anything. They just bring their prejudice along and do what they want to do. And that's pretty much what Biden did, and that's why we got the mess down on the border. He doesn't even think about, you know, even doing it progressively. And he blames that mess on Trump. And and now um, you told me earlier that you'd seen a post that Pelosi has said it's Trump's, I mean, it's uh, Biden's mess. Well, you know, the bottom line of it is... Uh, you know, when you come to the blame, there's a lot of people that uh, have a real trouble trying to figure out uh, who's to blame. Yeah. And uh, so at any rate, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I know, but I was just surprised that she dumped it on him when she hates Trump so much. Well, you know, when it comes to Pelosi, I don't believe anything. Practically nothing. I, She's a woman I don't pay attention to, I don't care. I don't care what the Democrats do. They can do whatever they're going to do. It's going to be all mean and nasty. Uh, we know that. We knew that ahead of time. We knew what their agenda would do. We knew what Biden would do. That's not news. And so everything they're doing doesn't surprise me a bit, and I'm not going to worry about it. The Lord is in charge. There's a destiny in this country. There's a destiny for Christians. The gospel's got to go out. Now Biden and the Democrats can do whatever they're going to do because in spite of it, you know, we're going to trust the Lord and move forward. You can do whatever you want to. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and look to him, period. And we're in Pakistan now. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Well, this is a story of a, of a lady in India. Her name is Bindi. And her life was thrown was plunged into darkness when she lost her husband, Conde. And it happened on a night they were eating dinner and they heard the villagers outside their home shouting, demanding that Conde come out. And she froze in terror, but he held her hands in his face, his held her face in his hands and said, no matter what happens, you have to keep spreading the faith and keep believing in Jesus. I may not come back. And sure enough, he didn't come back, and she went out looking for him, and she eventually found his body. They had slit his throat. And so this is was the beginning of a very, very tough journey. There is no miraculous ending. There's no great hope here. And there's no great story. It's just a whole lot of sorrow and pain. And Conde had come to the Lord five years ago, and he was pl planting churches and spreading the gospel throughout the area where they were at. They were the only Christians in the village. And um, she, I think she went to live with her parents, and her father tried to... Um, persuade her to turn her back on, you know, to leave the faith. 
her father is pressuring her and to stop doing the work. But she says, I don't regret, I don't regret our decision to follow Jesus, but losing my husband has brought me so much pain. I will live for Jesus and I will die for Jesus, but I will never turn back. And you know, she suffers from PTSD and she jumps and she gets terrified every time the phone rings. And this is really a tragic story. And you please pray for Bindi that she will come out of this, that God will keep her strong in the faith. She's determined not to give up her faith, to give up Jesus. She's going to keep spreading the gospel. Well, you know, I found her resolution that she says, I'm going to serve the Lord. Yeah. You know. I will never turn back. And, uh, well, no, her husband died for the faith and she loved him. She's not going to turn back. No. You know. So at any rate. That's amazing. So. That is a really, really a good story. My heart goes out to her. Oh, yeah. Very tragic. I think she has a couple small children as well. So the next one we're going to be looking at is uh, located in America. Battle for the Bible Truth. You know, when it comes to the truth and America, you know, that's really hard to, hard to really discuss in this country. Because we have so many things we're doing here that are a total affront to God. But yet in the middle of sin, no matter how great the sin is, God's grace is more than sufficient for people to repent and for him to heal them. Now, this event actually happened on the House floor, which uh, gets kind of heated. And uh, now Nadler, and and I have repeated this. Um, See, U.S. Rep. Greg Stubbe, he's a Republican from Florida, was chastised by... uh, Jerry Nadler. He's the old guy that can barely walk. Democrat of New York. Now his attitude he's nasty. And he may not be nasty to everybody but when you see him in the confines of of, uh, of the house and dealing with things that we've seen him dealing with he's nasty. And uh, so he got after this Republican for reading a passage from the Bible's Old Testament on the House floor during a debate on the Equity Act. And what he said was, if we're not on the shoulders of God, as it talks about in Scripture, then we're on the shoulders of somebody else, and I don't care to be on the shoulders of. Now, you know, the thing of it is, the Equity Act, And today, there was more of this stuff going on. You know, the Equity Act is not just equity. It's not fair. 
And on top of that, the Democrats in this bill go out of the way to train children to, to be taught in things that are a blatant sin against God. Period. And of course, we've got that spirit of the whore of Babylon in this country. But you know, Tower, this is about your kids. Yeah, I, this stuff going on is abominable. I do not want our children to be taught this. They need to leave the children alone, let them learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, and he said... And he was on another news program after that. I heard the statement and heard what Nadler said. And basically, he said, uh, he said, uh, what any religious tradition ascribes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. That's where Nadler is blatantly wrong, and he's a he moron is. Uh, if he says it. Uh, I have no compunction about Nadler. He's been a jackass for years. He's still a jackass, but more than that, he's ignorant. And you know what? He's a, he's Jewish. Yeah. And that don't surprise me. Because some of the most irritating people on the face of this earth are Jews. And some of the most godly that I've seen, especially as Christians, are Messianic Jewish believers. Yeah. So make no mistake, Nadler needs redeemed and he needs to get his head out of wherever it's in. But see, the thing of it is, is, is that Stroop came out and quoted Deuteronomy 22.5 about a woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing, for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. Yeah. And he said this verse isn't concerned about clothing styles, but with people determining their own sexual identities. Yeah. It's not the clothing or personal style that offends God, but rather the use of one's appearance to act out or take on sexual identity different from the one biologically assigned by God at birth. That's right. And so he's standing up for that, and the Equity Act totally Good for goes him. against it. Yeah. yeah, and that's the only way to do it. I mean, if you're going to be there in Congress, you know that they're going to object. You might as well give them the truth and, and say things. But see, you've got a whole bunch of Democrats that don't abide by that either. So, you know, and, and when you go into the Equity Act, it, it's such a mess. Um, and w we've discussed some of this. This is the same thing that would ruin women's sports because biological women should only compete against biological women in women's sports. That's right. You know, and we've seen how screwed up this is. But see, you can't tell people anything today. And a lot of this leads us right into Thessalonians talking about delusion. It leads us into the fact that God turns them over and sins of delusion and they believe a lie so that they'll be damned because they rejected the love of the truth second thessalonians 2. and you look at the woman uh, of seduction as well and you know i mean you can look in uh, revelation 13 for the beast you can look in revelation 17 
for the woman, the harlot, in Revelation 18 for Mystery Babylon. And every one of them are going to, you know, you're going to find a lot of judgment there and a lot of sin. And make no mistake, America, we are in the wrong course. We got our feet, you know, in the wrong mud puddle here. We got it dangling in the abominable category. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to go to hell, go to hell. But if you want to teach little boys and girls before they've even had a chance to reach the aid of accountability, that this stuff is right and that's exactly what you're doing, what you want to do, this is what the devil wants to do, he wants to get them early, uh, you know, well, frankly, you can go to hell. Because we don't want people like you corrupting our kids. We don't want you to do this stuff. We don't want your laws we don't want you to make our laws and we don't want you to tell us that you're going to teach our kids a bunch of abominable filth because you are a reprobate one of these days this whore is going to be judged one of these days the devil will be no more but until that time we've got to protect our children and god help the country Amen. That does these things to these children. And frankly, for the third time, you can simply go to hell. Because you either repent and stop messing with the kids. It's one thing. If you want to do it, you go do it. But you leave the kids out of it. That's right. That's the bottom line. You get your hands off them children. And look at, you know, look at all those coming up, all the kids coming up from down there saying that the adults, the parents are sending their kids on ahead on purpose. I mean, these parents are nuts. Yeah, what's the matter with these parents? Well, they're trying to save their kids, but the bottom line of it is, everybody coming up here is in trouble because we're looking at judgment now you I mentioned Fulani a little earlier and you know the irritating thing about Fulani Tower and that is nobody does anything about him yeah I know this is horrible Buhari who leads Nigeria has been asking for help from the international community but uh, he's a Fulani, for crying out loud. I know. And he hasn't done anything to stop him. Well, the father of four was hacked to death with machetes. Oh, dear God. By Fulani militants. And, and, of course, with machetes, that's typical brush. You know, if you're in the throes of Africa or you're down somewhere in the Amazon, they use machetes. And uh, a 36-year-old father left behind his wife and their four children. He's the one that was hacked to death. So now you got a wife and four kids. And they do that on purpose. The children aren't very old either. No. 
and uh, they say that the Fulani have continued attacking and killing our people without any form of provocation in spite of security ma matching order by the commissioner of police that there should be never any form of aggression again. And you see, when we talk about the Fulani, they have more blood on their hands than you can shake a stick at. Very wicked and very cruel. Yeah. And it is. This is international Christian concern. And even they said that Muhammad Bahari, a Fulani, was elected to president in Nigeria, and he's done virtually nothing uh, to address the behavior of his fellow tribesmen. See, he's a, he's a Fulani, too. Well, see, Muhammad Bahari uh, beat out Jonathan Goodluck Johnson, who is a Christian. And uh, Jonathan Goodluck Johnson did take some action, but even his action wasn't enough to stop these people because most of these militias uh, do things and sell things, get into drugs, do a lot of stuff in order to make a lot of money. In a lot of cases, all these people are, are more well-armed than the Nigerian army is. So that is a big problem here too. Uh, they're just outmatched. And of course, you know, the UN, I mean, everybody talks about stuff. They're even investigating, you know, the, the, the court, uh, one of the prosecutors of the International Christian Court, of course, that's an older story, but they're investigating Israel over a war, you know, in the Gaza Strip and everything. And uh, they have no jurisdiction. But the thing of it is, we can't even get the international community to look at this stuff and do anything about it. They're too busy harassing Israel for political purposes. They're, they're you know, it's it just nuts. These people need to get their heads out of their nether regions. They need to stop screwing around in some of these things. Well, these people shouldn't be investigating Israel. They need to be getting some help for some of these tribes and some of these people and hunt down Fulani and stop them. And yeah. the only way to stop them, and that is to kill them. There's no other way to stop these people. It'd be nice if they would just get saved, but we're yeah. talking about a propensity to evil and wickedness. And in the last days, we're going to see this. And that's one of the signs of the times. Now, we do have another one called Christians Are Soft Targets. Do you have that one? Um, yes, I do. Okay, we're, we're getting ready. We, we're going to do this one. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Okay, this comes to us from International Christian Concern. It's a, about Christian women in Pakistan. And this uh, Muslim man kept harassing this woman. She's a 27-year-old Christian college professor. Her name is Neelam. And um, he has harassed her in the village a couple times, trying to form a relationship with her. Well, one night when her mother went to the store, this uh, Fazel, Fazel broke into Neelam's house, forced his way in, grabbed her, drug her to another room, and tried to force his, tried to rape her. 
and um, she resisted and he reportedly beat her very badly and the neighbor a Christian neighbor Nasser heard the assault going on and he intervened and um, before Barusa could fulfill his purpose and Barusa threatened both Masur and Nalim for interfering with the assault said they were both going to pay for it how dare Christians refuse me and another one rescue her and they will both have to pay for it and she has she reported the incident to the local police and so there's a first incident report on him he's it's been registered against him and despite the registration of the case the locals report little action has been taken by the police to arrest him so Christian women in Pakistan are viewed as soft targets by criminals and they Christian women face multiple layers of discrimination due to their religious and gender identity well you know this particular thing this is another thing that irritates me about going on overseas you know I mean I'm sorry if, if you jump on my wife and try to do something in my house I'm gonna beat you over the head or shoot you but she was alone in this place. I know yeah I, I wouldn't like if I went into another house I'm not gonna say I'm sorry the silly SOB threatens me, I'm going to say, hey, help yourself. But I'm going to come after you. You know, it, it's something that Christians need to wake up. If Israel hadn't protected themselves, there wouldn't be a Jew left on the planet today. That's right. There is a right of self-defense. There's also blood guilt, which I taught about. But if you're at home, you have the right to defend yourself and in the process of defending yourself if that other person gets killed the blood is on his own head of because of what he did not on you see this is blood guilt folks it's time for the church to wake up yes they're saying turn the other cheek but if they're there with a knife and want to slice your throat or cut your kids' throat, are you going to sit there or are you going to let them? If you're walking down the street and you see three men raping a woman, what are you going to do, stand there and enjoy it? Believe it or not, I've seen people and it, videos, and, and I don't know why to God, people would sit there and take a video of this. And not help. And yeah. not help. But we've seen it out of New York and other areas. We are a bunch of paganistic heathen. And this is despicable. And they are soft targets over there. Because one of the reasons they are is because they don't do anything because they know if they do, they're going to die. Because they'll just get everybody together. They lie, they cheat, they steal over there. Yeah. And they murder. All of this is true. Now, see, here's another one. This is in India, and India is, is really bad. Now, Pakistan, we've actually seen some good little indications, especially when they allowed uh, a Sia Bibi to go. 
but she was in prison for nine years before they let her go. But, uh, so you get a whole bunch of Christians together. Now it says a house church. Now that's a lot of people in a house. 150 people in a house church? This is, this is in India. People don't have big houses in India. Yeah, that's a lot of people. How did they get 150 in a house church? <laughs> That would have yeah. to be crammed. Brother Joe hasn't had a shower in two weeks. You want me to stand next to him? You know, well, in America, we're so well uh, thought of. If you don't have a bath and shave and look your uh, P's and Q's in order and everything, people ain't going to like you. But you get overseas, you get some of them Christian brothers and sisters, and they kind of have an aroma about them because they don't have a chance they don't have all of the accoutrements that we have, like deodorant and hairspray and everything else that we use. So if you're going to go over there in the mission field, you better be prepared. <laughs> so a mob storms the house. So now you've got 150 Christians in a church, in a house church. How do you get a mob in the house? I don't know how you can get a mob in a house. See, this is the problem with the story here. I just think that, I mean, how would you get a mob in one of the houses in in India, which aren't very big? Well, it must be a pretty good-sized house. Well, it must be some kind of a church. It says house church over here. I mean, even... Even a regular house church, if it's 150 Christians, we'll see. If you had 150 people there and you say average, uh, say say 75 of them would drive a car. If it's a house church in a neighborhood, there's no place to park 75 cars. Well, oh, they oh. probably did mostly biking or riding well, their scooters well, that's and walking. Exactly. They'll have scooters, they'll walk in the bikes. But still, where are you going to put all those vehicles where are you going to put all the bikes i mean that's the thing and then you get the mob so do they go there you know just yelling at them no they take axes stones and wooden clubs i mean you know and, and we've seen this many many times in the stories out of there and uh, there's a lot of these ministries like international christian concern barnabas aid and many others that take these stories, they have reporters right on the scene, people that check with this. And many of the Christians were injured, and eight of them serious. They burned a motorbike and several bicycles. Now see, that tells you what happened to some of them. There was an attempt by local politicians to divide the people, which of course, but uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, this is this is nothing unusual for these areas. Not just India, but you go through the whole thing, and we, we talk about them all the time. You know, I mean, we can even go, go, go over the other way. Uh, North Korea, you don't have to worry about being in your home and people coming to beat you up because you're already either in a cage or in a prison camp, and they don't give you nothing to eat, and you starve to death, beaten to death, before you ever get to do anything. So they don't have a problem with these kind of attacks. China openly hunts them down. 
you know, Nigeria. You have uh, the Flani and many others who hunt them down, chase them into the woods in Africa, you know, into the, in, in, into the African bush and kill them. I mean, you know, catch them alongside a road and kill them. You get up in Tigray and, and uh, Eritrea and, <laughs> man, all over Africa. I mean, this is, this is the this modus operandi here. Yeah. You know, it's so you tragic. need to pray. You need to pray for that. And uh, this pastor, Samson is his first name. Good name. Good <laughs> yeah. name, Samson. Don't cut your hair, Samson. Go after him with the jawbone of an ass. I mean, that's what he needs. He needs he needs the Lord to go in there and either save him or clean him out. Yep. He's been leading 13 congregations for 11 years. Wow. 13 for 11 years. And, of course, that leaves the Christian community in fear and insecurity. And this is what they want. They want you to be afraid so you're, so, so you're quiet and you don't say anything. But the, the, the biggest things, and this reminds me of what's going on in America. There's no justice. That's right. I mean, look what we've been seeing the last year with Antifa and even the BLM. And they're rioting in these areas. Well, you know, you remember Ted, I think that's his first name, the Portland, uh, uh, you know, mayor mm. or governor or whoever he is. I don't remember. Yeah. He's the one that was let them roam around and have their little separate well, yeah. areas and everything. He was asking for funds to to bring the police back because it's such a mess. <laughs> and they recently had to put up the fence around the, the courthouse because Antifa won't leave it alone and continues to attack it. I mean, these attacks are going on all the time in America right now like they did during the lockdown. And uh, we're still in the lockdown. But the other lockdown and nobody says anything. the democrats don't say anything nobody says anything but this is what's going on you wouldn't even know it if you if you hadn't checked to you know some of the stuff most of your liberal news won't even cover it this is how screwed up it is in america yeah it is bad and so that's what happens when you don't have justice folks But there is a difference. We do have guns over here. Of course, the Democrats are after them, which don't surprise me. No, that's the way they can control the population if they don't have to worry about being shot. Yeah. Another one we haven't heard much for, and this is Algeria. Two Christians received two-year prison sentences and fines for proselytizing. And this is from... 2008 and 2017. They don't forget nothing, do they? Why they don't? They had. Uh, they learned of their punishments by written notification. They weren't even in there. They just, uh, you know, huh. went after them. Crazy. Now, see, one of them worked at a bookstore. 
and uh, it was raided and they found Christian books, printing machines, and Bibles. The governor closed the bookstore. But in 2018 and 2019, the church took them to court and won the legal case. And the local the legal authorities there ordered the reopening of the bookstore. But guess what? The governor refused to obey. Now this sounds like California and Gavin Newsom and Cuomo, because they didn't listen if the court won either. Yeah, that's right. So at any rate, the bookstore remained closed since that. Now, in October 2019, they've had now two failed court orders, and the church appealed, which ruled in their favor, and gave them a financial uh, compensation of almost uh, a little over $3,700. Now, see, that's what they did. This is in court. But instead, both the pastor and uh, this other guy were convicted in abstention. <laughs> that is just nonsense. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, what do you got a, a government for <laughs> and courts if you're not going to listen to them? I mean, this almost sounds like Democrats over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. You know, and, and this is this is literally what happens. This is justice, and you can find this in Scripture. You can find this with Israel as well. This, when whenever you're looking at corrupt judges and justice being skewed, that is one of the signs of the end. That that is, you know, and and in America, you've got people that are wicked that are in your political arenas that will do anything to get their way. Anyway. Anything. And so, so the, the two are appealing their convictions, but, you know, I mean, if nobody's going to pay attention to them. I mean, they're not paying attention to the higher courts. Which, uh, we've seen this in, in numerous places. This is in Algeria. Don't get much news out of Algeria. But almost all of these areas uh, guarantees uh, a form of uh, uh, freedom for Christian or for faith. So, at any rate, do you have another one you want to read, or? Well, I don't know if I have time, but I can try. Well, how much time we? Well, we got a couple. We can. Uh, we can summarize this anyway because, uh, you know, um, so we'll we'll do that next week because that's a good one. We yeah, wanted. I want to spend more time with that one. This is kind of a long one. This is about Kobani and uh, the women there. A woman wrote a book about it, but uh, I covered uh, the 24-2015 incursion by ISIS and... Uh, covered it extensively and I did a lot of a lot of stories on Kobani and the Kurds and even the women of Kobani um, and there was I know of this very same group that they talk about I know of it and and they were fighting on the front lines you don't want to mess with them <laughs> they have guns they'll shoot I mean to tell you you know I mean, 
Don't mess with them. Leave them alone, Mohammed. They shoot back. We got to go somewhere else. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to save that for next week. Yeah. So at any rate. We have another one. No, we, we'll just go ahead because we are uh, screeching down. Okay. Well, we've got, uh, you know, when we when we talk about these things, you know, these people, like the one about Bindi. Yeah. Or Christians are soft targets, or the Nigerian uh, Fulani who who were butchering everybody, and you have the Kenya War. You know, you have Kenya today. Pakistan was in the news. Uh, Nigeria. Uganda. Uganda. And, you know, people can't live their normal lives. And then you look at America. And we've got people actually in Congress today, in our government, wanting to limit our rights and at the same time they've opened up the borders and we have it looks like a third of South America wanting to come in and be an American but I got news for you folks they're not coming up to America to be a socialist like they were down in Venezuela they're coming here for freedom but you have people that are allowing them to come in that are planning on taking freedoms away that's what they're doing. And, you know, it's a tragedy how stupid our society has become and how corrupt. It's, it's and I can tell you. Astounding. You know, and if I, if I needed to go someplace with my kids, I sure, as I'll get out, would not come to America. Not at this point. Boy, that's for sure. But there's really no other place to go. Well, it ain't going to do them any good to be here. They'd be better off down there and work with the system. And I'll tell you what needs to be done. You know, again, this, this takes for, you know, even the Vatican and also um, the UN. And it takes a lot of the richer nations to meet with like Venezuela and some of these other countries and see what can be done to help them to keep their people there and to have a good economy for them. You need to build up these countries, not put them all in America. You come up to America, you're going to die because there's judgment on this nation. And that, that is an issue here. I mean, if you look in California, they've already got people strung from one one part of that country to the other. They're living on the street. And then you got all the churches where they won't open in California, and they've been uh, having a drive-in church all this time. Before that, uh, that's during the cold season. Uh, before they, they had outdoor tents they could go to. 
but old Newsom won't allow him. So we've got a mess. Everything is just chaos. We are in the end of days, there's no doubt. That's for sure. So yet, in, in the whole process, there are those unreached peoples that need to be reached. Which I find that really hard in this day and age to believe that there's unreached, you know, with all our technology and everything. Well, the problem with that, technology ain't worth a fiddle if you don't have the money to buy it. Most of these people that are unreached, uh, they're, you know, they don't live like us. They just don't. They don't use it, don't need it. So, there's a whole different thing. We're going to have to be getting out of here. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. Please pray for the brethren around the world. And pray for us as we pray for you. We love you and we hope the best for you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay safe. Good night, everybody. Don't forget, go by the websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, we have ourselves on a lot of social media, and we have a lot of places where our shows are, are found or broadcast from or uh, streamed from. So Tower went through the list in the beginning of that, but you can find a lot of that information over on our websites. And even if you can't, you can contact us on our website and uh, send us an email through our websites. That's the only way we respond, the only way you're going to get a hold of us. And uh, we'll give you a heads up on all that. And if you're looking for some of these uh, various uh, nonprofits and whatever that have boots on the ground or ministries that work intensively to help the persecuted church, go to our website, send us an email and a contact, and we can send you a few, few names. So until next week, good night, God bless, shalom everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.